Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by Hover and ButcherBox. Hover is the place to get the best domains with over 300 top-level domains to choose from. Go to hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off your first purchase. ButcherBox is giving new members a special offer of three pounds of chicken, two pounds of burgers, and one pack of hot dogs for free. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash GOG. So, Jason, I got all my stuff. There are boxes everywhere still, but my studio is set up, so you can now hear how uh, boomy the room is in even better quality. Uh, Yeah, you sound like you're in a freaking cave. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's no wall hangings or anything up yet, just stuff. (laughs) Okay, well, somebody will be using isotope today to clean that up. Uh, There goes the afternoon. Yay. Uh, I also got my work PC this week. It has been a long time since I used Windows. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. I've just, uh, now fully indoctrinated into the cult of Mac and I finally have all the key commands as second nature. And now I have to go back and figure out windows. Okay. It's not that hard. It'll take you an afternoon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I had to go through the whole process of, because it's also not just like a personal PC. Like I have to do the whole corporate sign-ins and installs through different things and blah, 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 blah. Oh, that fun. is stuff I haven't had to do in 20 plus years. Yeah. And I have to no say the fun. process has not gotten any easier. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's what, that's what happens with uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. So good times. Uh, we have a bit of follow-up here. The Poly Network uh, cryptocurrency heist that happened. Uh, this a decentralized finance platform that saw a hacker named Mr. White Hat exploit a vulnerability in its code and stole over $610 million in random cryptocurrencies. Uh, they say they've gotten all the money back. Wow, okay. Mr. White Hat indeed. It's unclear why the perpetrator had a change of heart, though some experts believe they may have found it difficult to launder and cash out the money they had on their hands. It can sometimes be hard to hide and and, uh, launder $610 million when people are looking. But Brian, it's crypto. Come on. Isn't that the the promise of crypto? uh, Apparently so. So what we have so far is the hacker is apparently saying that they were actually trying to help. We were, uh, they were pointing out the security <laughs> holes in the project and in his own personal style or his or her own. We don't know. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Their own personal style. You know what happened? They got the money and then they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We can, <laughs> that's the rest of our life. We're going to be on the run if anybody were in jail. No. Yes. Y- yes. People get killed for six hundred and ten million dollars. People get killed for six hundred and ten dollars nowadays. So it's six hundred and ten million. Yeah, yes. I think. Uh, yeah, I would have given it back too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So, uh, maybe I'd yeah. give him back six hundred nine. <laughs> yeah, keep a, keep a cool mill finders fee. Finders security. fee I, I, for yeah. pointing out your security. Just think of it as yeah. a bug bounty. Exactly. Uh, and I saw this one. Elon Musk joked about Tesla autopilot mistakes as technology faces scrutiny. He says, "I actually have a T-shirt with a stop sign on it. If you flash the car, it will stop." Well, I would like to call first on that because that's ours, fucker. Also, also, ha ha ha! Oh boy, that's hilarious, Elon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, you're not supposed to be joking about that. That'd be like, you know, uh, a Boeing pilot. <laughs> uh, some people have plane can crash. Yeah, some people have actually died. So maybe we shouldn't be making jokes about this sort of thing. Oh, good point. Yes. Good point. That's right. Teslas do kill people. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, I saw this article, the first step toward protecting everyone else from Tesla's. On Monday, the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration announced an investigation into Autopilot, Tesla's driver assistance program, which allows the vehicle to manage certain high blah, 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 blah. We all know this. We've talked about this a gazillion times. Uh, This seems to be a good thing because, as we've been pointing out, and they point out in this article, Tesla has given misleading names to the two systems that create driver confusion about their capabilities. They have refused to install high-quality driver monitoring systems and enable drivers themselves to determine whether it's safe or not to deploy autopilot in a given road situation. Uh, Tip, it's not. (laughs) Yes, it's not. And yes, we've talked about the misleading names given to stuff and how words matter. And people are just going to go on. If it says autopilot, it should be an autopilot, right? Yep, you'd think. Yep. 
you'd think, but it's not. And as this article points out, Tesla's competitors have been considerably more cautious in crafting their own so-called advanced driving assistance systems, and a smackdown from the feds could force Tesla to change course. We'll see, while dissuading other automakers from emulating its risky behavior. And they say there's actually a part of this investigation that looks promising in terms of actually getting something done and perhaps finding Tesla and making things change. It's focusing on a specific group of people who are outside a Tesla during a collision. If an EMT is pulled over to check on people involved in the crash, there isn't much she can do to protect herself from a Model Y bearing down on her. And the same logic also holds true for cyclists and pedestrians, many of whom are being killed on American roads by all kinds of automobiles, more so than any other time since George H.W. Bush was president. And I can probably tell you most of that was in Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's advanced murder bot mode. Yes, it is. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, hopefully something will come out of this and at least, you know, at least change the damn name seriously. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, people are dumb. Even people that buy Teslas. I know many rich people that are dumb and they, well, again, read what's like on the it, tin. They read what's on the tin and they assume that's what it does. And God knows there's not a manual that says in big letters, not a true autopilot. Uh, we talked about the kerfuffle that was going on with Anthony, Anthony Bourdain and his, mm -hmm. uh, movie where he got like, was it three sentences? Into the yeah. into the movie from the director that he didn't speak. Well, Val Kilmer says, hold my beer. Well, because <laughs> Val Kilmer uh, basically can't speak anymore thanks to throat cancer. So uh, in his new documentary, Val, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard it's pretty good. They used, quote unquote, AI to give him a new voice. I don't have a problem with this one because he's he's involved and was able to sign off on it and he can't speak. And so there you go. But yeah. This is completely different from the Bourdain thing where words were put into a dead man's mouth. Exactly. But, you know, the technology is there and it can be used for good, which is what I wanted to point out. And uh, did you get a chance to hear it? No, no, I, oh. I haven't. Uh, I don't know. Val Kilmer has not crossed my my brain's consciousness in 20 plus years. Okay. Um, well, I like the guy. So uh, I did a little little uh, clip of it. I think CNN had a pretty good clip of it. Uh, it sounds great. It really does cool. sound sound good. You know, I mean, he's got enough material out there for them to, to build the voice on. And yeah. I think they did a pretty damn good job. So I will give my review of Val when I get to it. In the news... The news today is brought to you by Hover. When it comes to buying domains, you just cannot beat Hover. Face it, life is digital now and you need your own domain, period. If you don't have one for your business, you need one for your family. If you don't have a family, you need one for yourself. That's why I have jpd.me because it's all about me. Right, Brian? Right. It sure is. Hover has amazing sales going on all the time, and the more domains you have, the less you pay for renewals. So load up on your personal brand, that joke website you always wanted to build, or you can just get a domain to run your super cool custom email that Hover also offers, and uh, they can even have it forwarded to your current regular email address so no one is the wiser. And they also have who is privacy for free on eligible domains, which is most of them. You don't get that anywhere else in the business. So go now and grab your very own domain or a few of them over at hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off your first purchase. That's hover.com slash GOG today. Get 10% off your first purchase. Oh, did I mention they have over 300 top level domains to choose from? Well, they do. That's hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off your first purchase. And we thank Hover for sponsoring the news today. Now, some news. Uh, we This is a big one over here in California. Uh, Prop 22, the one that we, uh, the proposition that we talked about and screamed about. I even had yep. fuckprop22.com, which I got from <laughs> hover.com slash GOG. Finally, let that go. Uh, this came in originally from Darkfire over on Discord. It, it has been deemed unconstitutional by the uh, High Court of California. All right. Well, good. I, I think it's bullcrap. And we know the main reason it passed is because Uber and Lyft and uh, basically poured gazillions of dollars into a campaign that made it seem like all the drivers wanted it. Yep. Yep. DoorDash yep. was in on that one, too. And it was, uh, I think, $200 million they spent on it instead of giving it to, I don't know, the drivers. The drivers, the employees. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry. They're not employees. No, no, no. Yeah. They're, 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 they they gave the money to their real self-actualized uh, bots that take care of everything. For them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's obviously going to go into appeals and they're going to start fighting it, which they already have. But, uh, yep. you know, I don't think Uber and Lyft are going to make it that much longer anyway. 
I was. I don't think so either. They, look, they've never made money. Exactly. Let's keep this in mind. They have never made money. Now, what we need to have happen is we need we need gig workers to rise up in every single state and every single country and all hit them with lawsuits at the same time. And whatever money, whatever angel money they keep getting that somehow manages to keep them afloat, they'll have to spend on lawyers and then they'll just go away. I was listening to This Week in Tech uh, on Sunday and uh, they actually had some, they, they looked at the numbers and they give it about 18 months with the current runway and the current loss because for every dollar they make, they lose 30 cents, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah, that's some good business right there. <laughs> um, Seems to be, Jason. <laughs> Seems to be the business to be in. Luckily, we lose money on this podcast, too. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we lose a dollar for every 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, they were predicting with, with pretty good numbers behind it that uh, about 18 months to two years, they're going to be kaput. So well, Good. I mean, again, there's no business model there. Nope, none whatsoever. And they're horrible. They're horrible to consumers. They're horrible to non-employees. They're horrible to everybody except for, you know, the the, the white-collar employees that are working there. Yep. And I, yeah. who, who even knows that? They were pretty horrible to them when Travis was in charge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yep. Speaking of horrible companies, Facebook said Saturday evening that an article raising concerns that the coronavirus could lead or corona vaccine could lead to death. I, I love that excuse. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourselves. Was the top performing link in the United States on its platform from January through March of this year, acknowledging the widespread reach of such material for the first time, meaning they actually said what all of us have seen and said millions of times, that Facebook is the reason that this is happening, that Facebook is the top COVID-19 misinformation pusher. It also said another site that pushed COVID-19 misinformation was also among its top 20 most visited pages on the platform. Yep. It's it's shelved this report and it's finally releasing it in an attempt to push back against critics arguing that the definition of health misinformation is often less black and white than some would make it seem and their example being that they <laughs> talking about one particular factual article from the south florida sun sentinel that was later rolled back because yeah. there wasn't enough evidence to prove what they were trying to say in that article i just want to say though they the only reason this got out is because it got leaked to the new york times that's the yes. only reason that this is out they were going to bury this thing and that just shows you what type of people they are. Transparency, yes. my aching ass. Yes. As it says at the end here, for months, executives have been debating releasing both this report <laughs> and other information according to a person familiar with the company's thinking. In those debates, the conversations revolved around whether releasing certain data points were likely to help or hurt the company's already battered public image. In numerous instances, the company held back on invest investigating information that appeared negative, the person said. I think hmm. the only debate going on was, can we should we burn it or should we shred it, then burn it? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, now we know what we already knew, mm -hmm. but Facebook is finally admitting it. And speaking of Facebook, uh, Slate asked a question of Facebook this week. Why did Facebook let a man live stream his bomb threat near the U.S. Capitol for hours? I also would like to know the answer to that question. Yeah. Why did they let uh, Florida or what's his name? Floyd Ray Roseberry from Grover, North Carolina, who parked a pickup truck on a sidewalk near the Library of Congress in the U.S. Capitol on last Thursday and threatened to set off a bomb. He, of course, was live streaming this whole thing from his car. The apparent uh, uh, answer seems to be uh, our AI couldn't pick up on the fact that somebody was just live streaming from a car because lots of people live stream from cars. We're not supposed to be live streaming from cars to begin with. We're supposed to be fucking driving them. Exactly. But yeah, talk to Tesla. You know, yeah. they, they, there's a loophole there. Yeah, so there you go. So they're they're not doing a great job of any sort of moderation. Outside of the fact that this was all over the news. I know. It's like, okay, our AI didn't need it, but Joe Schmo in the break room who was watching CNBC probably could have seen it and said, you know, we probably shouldn't be doing that. Oh well, Yeah, no, if no, you're no. a moderator <laughs> at Facebook and you, on CNN you see Facebook's feed from this, maybe you should go ahead and shut it off. Or at least, you know, talk to a manager. <laughs> Something, <laughs> you know, run it up that old flagpole. Come Try on. it. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, Highlander wrote in and he said, too late. People who are arrogant with their use of social media shall reap the results in full measure. And he sent a link from Global News Canada. Global Affairs Canada is purging websites, social media amid Taliban takeover. So I guess they're going through and officials are saying this is a bid to protect Afghans at risk of reprisal from the Taliban. Uh, but some of the content being removed or hidden also appears to include tweets that condemned the Taliban for violent destructive action and others that promoted gender equity equality initiatives 
Uh, obviously, there is fear that people like interpreters and anybody that was helping uh, our allied forces will be targeted for reprisals by yeah. the Taliban. <laughs> and so I'm not sure I see what the problem is here. I kind of get why they're doing that. I would again like to point out that there is absolutely no reason for everybody to leave their twitter accounts from their full timeline tweetdelete.net which jason and i both use uh there are tweets are done in context and in time and do we need to see a picture of an afghan interpreter from two years ago why not just keep the feed current yeah yeah for everyone yeah, well, here's the deal. If it has the word Taliban in it and it's not from, oh, I don't know, two weeks ago, just delete them all. Every one of them. I, and, and that's kind of what they're doing. So what's the problem? I, I, I don't see the problem. I th I'm, well, I I'm, think I'm, Twitter needs to do this at the at the source level personally. Mm -hmm. and, and, by, and then they're still going to leave all the Taliban accounts up because, you know, yeah, of course it's they Jack. Are because, yeah. <laughs> Media Candy. This week's episode of Media Candy, or segment of Media Candy anyways, is brought to you by ButcherBox. Believe it or not, summer is almost done. If you're like me and you've just moved somewhere that gets cold, that means there's not too much longer to get together with friends and families and spend time outdoors. And no matter what, the last thing you should stress about is cooking. Whether you need a great tasting meal you can trust, ButcherBox is in your corner delivering humanely sourced meat of your choosing right to your doorstep. There are options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobster tails, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar and nitrate-free bacon. This is a no-brainer. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat. Packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum sealed. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, wants you to celebrate the rest of your summer right. Treat yourself and your family and receive a special offer from ButcherBox. When new members sign up, ButcherBox will give you free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. I can smell them on the grill now. This deal is great for sharing or enjoying by yourself piggy wiggy there is enough variety to satisfy everyone's preferences and it really couldn't be any easier once you've signed up you choose your box and delivery frequency they offer five boxes for curated box options and of course there's the popular custom box so you get exactly what you and your family love that's been my go-to planning out the summer barbecue orders as well as a rough meal plan for the month we're just too busy to wing it Unless you're talking about chicken wings, of course. ButcherBox wants you to enjoy the rest of your summer with this special deal. ButcherBox is giving our listeners a special offer of three pounds of chicken breasts, two pounds of burgers, and one pack of hot dogs for free. That's right. Right now, new members can get this special deal when they sign up at ButcherBox.com GOG. That's ButcherBox.com GOG for free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. Now on with the media candy. The click beatification of Netflix. Oh God, I love this, this article. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was no. so good. The same tricks that nearly destroyed online journalism now threatened to take over the streaming service. In these late pandemic days, there's woozy familiarity to the screen where we make most of our entertainment decisions. Basically, they're going through and saying, holy crap, Netflix has totally clickbaited their homepages. Okay. So I've <laughs> taken a look at it, and I have to agree, it's, uh, there's a lot of skin. There's a lot of misleading thumbnails. There's a lot of misleading everything. Uh, I actually did not realize that they had gotten so far into doing it that they now basically, uh, when when you submit a movie to Netflix, you submit a whole bunch of different thumbnails, and they will change the thumbnail based on your movie preferences. Huh. They said uh, they have one of their examples. Uh, if you watch a lot of romance, the company might serve you a thumbnail for Goodwill Hunting that features Matt Damon and Minnie Driver kissing. If you mm. love comedies, you might get a Robin Williams thumbnail from it, et cetera, et cetera. And as they point out, <clears throat> if you happen to be black, <laughs> you might get a relatively minor character in a movie that's black as the thumbnail. Oh, Ain't that great? <laughs> I've had, I, have noticed, said, I, I have noticed I do get the uh, the Robin Williams one when they, yeah, when they yeah. show me Goodwill Hunting. That's funny because I watch mostly comedy. <laughs> and they're saying that over the spring and summer, things have looked a bit different. They've gotten a bit more brazen in their strategies and are just like full on like, uh, I think they said that there was something like a, there's a documentary called Ragnarok, right? Which is mm -hmm. basically just about Norse mythology. They use Thor's hammer to try to get you to click into it because, you know, Marvel. why not? Yeah. Even though there's no Marvel, there's no Thor, there's no nothing. And uh, a lot of sex and a lot of all that. But they said that something is starting to change over there. Uh, they were basing their metric on if a viewer had seen two minutes of a show or not. And obviously, that's a stupid and bad metric. But what they're starting to do is they're starting to shift away from that and uh, 
basically saying, did they watch 80% of the series or 80% of the movie? And that's the new metric that uh, show creators are starting to get. And that's good because yeah. that can kind of stop the clickbait. Maybe they've got had a change of heart and realized that uh, short-term gains are not good for long-term profit. Yeah. You know what they also do, which drives me absolutely insane? Your mm. list moves every time you log in. Oh, sometimes it's at the top. Sometimes it's two down. Sometimes it's like seven down. They yeah, and they change the, the order of recently watched all the time, yeah. which is especially annoying because my kid will like get into one show and mm -hmm. like basically, okay, now I'm just going to go to Paw Patrol or now I'm just going to go to whatever the hell other thing he's watching. And it's always moving around. And especially now that my kid has a rudimentary understanding of how to use the remote, it's driving him butt nuts because he can't find it, which means now I have to walk downstairs and find it for him. Just leave it in the same damn place. I know. Stop it. Leave it alone. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Uh, I, I forgot to put this in one in before. Um, did I mention the Hustler season two is back? Uh, no, I didn't think so. Uh, we just found out about it on accident because I, I was like, oh, is the Hustler coming back? It's the Craig Ferguson show where it's like, you know, a game show with four people or five mm -hmm. people. And one of them is like the, the inside person trying to steal the money from the other people. It's a great show. I love it. But uh, right. yeah, there's like seven episodes into season two already. So uh, if you liked season one and you didn't know that season two was back, definitely get on it. And if you, uh, I, I just like the show. I think it's a really fun show. It's kind of like the mole, but it's funny because Craig Ferguson's in there, but uh, right. it's good. It's a really good show. I quite enjoy it. Well, speaking of finding out things by accident, while I was scrolling around trying to find a show for my kid, I stumbled across the fact that season seven of Grace and Frankie has come out, and I do love that show. Uh, not the entire season. So far, it's just four episodes. Uh, thanks, COVID, since all four main cast members are about 3,000 years old. Uh, they're taking it safe. So uh, this seventh season will be the last, and apparently we will get more than just the four episodes someday. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> when they get around to it. <laughs> When they get around to it, maybe they're I've watched the, the same... first one. It's oh. very good. Okay, <laughs> uh, maybe they're on the same uh, schedule as the guys from Billions are because, like, they they finished the first uh, half of the last season and then COVID hit, and it's like, okay, they're going to said they were going to get back to it, but no timeline, no nothing yet. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys, they've already done another season of Succession that comes out in October. You right, you know, I want all my dystopian, crazy evil people and you know i want it spread out i don't want them all to come at the same time because then i just might get happy when they're all off the air it's not fun <laughs> i'm sorry uh speaking of that i still have not watched ted lasso season two and now i shall tell you why uh we currently do not even though we just buy apple products left right and center and they give stuff away for free they have not been giving away apple tv for free recently we don't have it currently and i am waiting to purchase it for foundation so I can watch Ted Lasso season two and the first season of Foundation. And my wife wants to watch the second season of The Morning Show. But ugh, yeah, they made horrible. another season of that thing. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. So so when both of those things drop, we will actually pay for Apple TV again and get everything done at once. And I was going to say, it doesn't really matter if I've seen it or not, because things have shifted so much and the zeitgeist is so fast. Like, people that watched Ted Lasso Season 2 right when it came out talked about it for a hot week. Nobody's talking about it anymore. So, whatever. I'll watch I, it when I watch it. Well, I, everybody I know is talking about it, but we just talk about it in chat or on Discord or other places. We don't post about it anymore. But it's, I mean, it's better than Season 1 as far as I'm concerned. So, I don't know. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I will see it. I actually watched uh, John Oliver's episode on Afghanistan last night. I generally try not to I'm watch sure the show anymore. I'm sure that was cheerful. Here's the thing. Once you, once you know the shtick and you know that he is nothing but outrage and sadness porn, I can mm -hmm. just let it go in the background and at least get some information out of it. But, you know, his, his acting style now is, is really borderline uh, coming up to the girl who plays the, the, you know, the main character on Discovery. Miss Exasperated. Everything is so... Oh, dangerous, and we have to do it now. Oh, uh, John Oliver is in the same bucket now because once he gets okay. started, he does the same damn thing. And it just, I'm just like, okay, John, whatever. Uh, can you give me some information on the timeline on why I should be upset about something? And then I just go, okay, doesn't doesn't affect me, whatever. Uh, I think he's down to his last episode uh, at home. So yeah, yeah that's maybe done. When he gets back inside, things will shake it up a bit. I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're back September twelfth. Um, right. But that's that. And I saw this one come across the, the wire this morning and I just had to chuckle. Spotify spent two hundred and thirty million dollars on Gimlet, but leaked data shows the podcast studio has lagged behind others at the at the studio giant or the audio giant. 
and insiders cite unclear strategy and internal tensions. $230 million for a podcast studio. Okay, get that. Uh, they had Reply All, which was their biggest show, also called Shit We Already Knew. Uh, but mm -hmm. we didn't know at the time was that it was a horrible place to work. And the people there were racist and misogynistic, and uh, one of them got the boot, and they're retooling the show now, as if anyone cares anymore. But it turns out everybody else that they picked up, like uh, Parcast and The Ringer, uh, if you look at the graphs in this article, like their output has gone through the roof, you know? These guys are right. doing 200 hours of programming a month, which is ridiculous. It's that's, that's more than any one person would ever listen to. Why that's, would you do that? See, that's the biggest problem. Everybody's shitting out so much stuff. Little guys like us can't get ahead anymore. It's hmm. terrible. It's terrible. But I just think it's funny that, you know, uh, Gimlet, who I always thought was overrated to begin with, uh, finally has their thing. But, they, you know, it doesn't really matter. The only people that are going to get, you know, hurt in this are the, the low-level employees. But at least they're unionized now. So It's true. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the associate managers or the associate producers there now start at seventy three thousand dollars. I'm like, I should go work for Gimlet. <laughs> you might want to dust off that resume. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to Brooklyn. Fuck that noise. Ups and doodads. I just want to do a quick shout out last week. Uh, Josh asked me about uh, his girlfriend's computer setup, and I gave some recommendations. Um, remember that one? I do. All right. I'm uh, just making sure I'm not making it up in my head because things like that happen sometimes. Um, but he asked for a shout out to his girlfriend, Anne. So, Anne, shout out to you. And hopefully he hooked you up with something nice. And uh, you're streaming like a champ now. <laughs> so uh, I moved, obviously. And uh, when I arrived, I discovered there was a little note in our in our, our door box for Nextdoor for a private group uh, for the for the area, which I signed up for and immediately have never checked again. Uh, but Nextdoor seems to have realized that my account has been activated and I'm somewhat tied to a business, apparently. So Nextdoor is now trying to get businesses to claim pages on their app. And I've gotten multiple emails uh, asking if my business, which I shut down three years ago, uh, wants to claim the page on on next door because it's very important why is it very important? why is it very important i don't know oh because you can you advertise, can advertise <laughs> yeah. for as little as twenty dollars with a local deal and grow your local customer base and every neighbor on next door is verified so you could trust that you're reaching real people who are real racists who live in real zip codes that matter <laughs> yeah, most exactly and for fifty dollars <laughs> we'll not tell anybody that you hate black people uh, which you know, is the only I, way next door makes money if I had a business selling Confederate flags, I'd be all over this shit. <laughs> no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Oh, my God. Oh. Silly people. Silly people. Uh, speaking of silly people, Elon has released the, or unveiled the Tesla bot, which was technically a dude in a suit. Um, okay. Uh, this was during the company's AI day, a day that technically doesn't exist. So That's right. I that, thought that was funny. but Get back to be on ML day. Yeah. <laughs> Not MLK Day. Uh, yep. Not a, don't confuse the two. Which is not uh, is not celebrated on next door. No, not at all. Yeah, just tying it all together. Uh, the Tesla bot, they say, will use the same AI systems that help power the company's full self driving systems. Oh, uh, so it's gonna. <laughs> so if I wear a stop T shirt, yeah. If you don't, it's just gonna kill your family. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Um, yeah. Whatever. You know, I mean, half the time when I read the stories and just go through the news, I'm like, I can't believe we live in this world right now. But you know, the hat, this is tongue in cheek. There's no way they're going to make a fucking robot. No, of course not. No, if this is a do, joke. I hope they just use the flamethrower on it. Exactly. Yeah, well, I hope they don't equip it with it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the robot I saw delivers your, your flamethrower V2. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of stupid stuff, I saw this in the news, and I was just going to let it go by, but I can't. I can't not talk about it. Lumen. Lumen is a crowdfunded tracking device which purports to analyze your breath to determine what state your metabolism is in so you can lose weight. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No. People have spent millions of dollars. There have been countless years of research into trying to unlock the secrets of metabolism no one has figured it out and you know what lumen you fucking haven't figured it out either and it certainly isn't done by blowing into a fucking tube oh theranos 2.0 yep what a oh, load of shit that is such a load of shit that's great 
Uh, and I saw this one that was pretty fun. Steve Jobs inscribed and signed Apple II manual has sold for $787,484. And it wasn't even an NFT. You know what I would do if I bought that? Hmm. I would immediately turn it into an NFT. I would take and get a picture, my money back. I would take a picture of it, make a video of me burning it, <laughs> and then selling it immediately. Because yep. uh, I don't know if you've noticed, NFTs are making a comeback. That's what uh, people keep telling me on Twitter. I know. It's so funny. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> people are bored again. Just the rich people are playing in that. Uh, if, yep. you're, if you're not rich and you're buying an NFT, you're... Uh, uh, well, I can't use the words that I would usually say. Yes, just, go with, just go with dumb, Jason. <laughs> you're just, just dumb. dumb. Yes, but the, the inscription was, Julian, your generation is the first to grow up with computers. Go change the world. Stephen Jobs, 1980. Pretty cool. Pretty, Pretty cool. cool. Not $787,000 cool, but it's neat. <laughs> At the library. Joe E. wrote in, that's Joe uh, E., not Joe Y., you know, last name. <laughs> just trying to point that out because okay. it just confused my How about my we just brain. go with Joe and get onto the bit? <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Relatively new listener, but love the show. I wanted to turn you on to an audiobook, which is probably the best book I've ever... I'm just going to go to the TLDR. Listen to A Gift of Time by Jerry Merritt. Never okay. heard of it. So I will take a I will take a gander at that. Never heard of it. I finished uh, Stand on Zanzibar this week because it was it was a long mm -hmm. book. It was a, for audio. It was twenty one hours, so definitely a long book. It was fun. It was really fun. I I enjoyed cool. it. It like I said, I wouldn't go back to the beginning now and start to because I like the first couple chapters were a little confusing, right. and I started to listen to them on my walk yesterday, and I'm like, oh, now I get, it all kind of clicks back in. But it was I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book, especially for something written in 1968. There's yeah. some there's some really I mean old science fiction man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Cool. And I I saw this over on Twitter from Dennis E. Taylor, our man with Bob. He says, for those who have been asking about future books, I've just signed a four book deal with Audible to Bob and to non Bob. All right, Bob, cool. The, the Bob shall live. I'm looking forward to more Bob books, actually. I'm yep. pretty excited that we're going to get some. Uh, and I read a quick little book, uh, The Cellar by Catherine Lowe. Now, why would I have read this? This is not in my particular milieu. Uh, it's kind of an interesting book. It's a bit uh, it's a bit young adulty. It's a bit time travel-y. It's a bit history. It's a lot of stuff. It's very well written. Catherine Lowe was one of my classmates in high school. What? And she released a book. So I, of course, read it. And I really did enjoy it. I seem to have a strange amount of authors that came out of my high school and, and, and my class. Uh, there's also um, a romance writer, very well-known romance writer that was in my class in high school. So wow. we seem to have a preponderance of authors that came out. But I can highly recommend this book, particularly if you happen to have a teenager. It's, it's good stuff. The Cellar by Catherine Lowe. Well, well done, Catherine. Moron of the week. Brian, we were just talking about NFTs, and I, I there's there's a new <laughs> one here that is just mm -hmm. I, I, it's the first NFT restaurant in New York City. Okay, do I buy a NFT of a hamburger I can't eat? No, you buy your NFT as a membership, and then you can transfer <gasps> the membership through the uh, the blockchain. Um. So this is literally something that does not require any blockchain technology, does not require, you know what it requires? A card that you can then give to somebody else if you don't want to use it anymore. Um, okay. This is the stupidest fucking thing that I could have ever thought of. And it comes from VCR Group. Now, the V in VCR Group is where the, where the plot thickens. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be Gary Vaynerchuk, of course. Uh, Hustle yes. porn uh, superstar and godfather of the work till you're dead crowd. He's the one that came up with this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Slated to open fall of 2022. <laughs> so who wants to place bets that this is actually ever going to open now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brian, we could have said that this was going to be we could have done the first nft restaurant and got the press off of it you what know? this actually is is this is the first vaporware restaurant ah yes <laughs> uh knowing gary he'll probably come through with it and it's it, but it makes no fucking sense okay the membership is in the blockchain as an nft 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why can't I just get a fucking membership card like every other restaurant that I go to? Uh, because it's. Okay. It, 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 that's what I mean. It, you can't fucking wrap your mind there's around no, how stupid this shit is. No point for this, but you know. Okay. None whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Hmm. I'm hungry. Brick a brick. So I saw this link cross my feed. A couple people had posted it, and uh, I got it's it's an intriguing title. Science confirms that forgetting things is actually a sign of very high intelligence. So first, I forgot to click on the link a few times, but it kept appearing, and I'm you know somebody that is a very high intelligence. So I clicked on it finally to go read it, and you know maybe learn something interesting. It's at uh, physics-astronomy.org. Promising, promising URL there. Probably got it from Hover.com. And uh, uh, lo and behold, I don't know if anybody else has gone to look at this link yet. This is an article in which the person forgot to remove caps lock, so they must be very smart indeed. <laughs> I won't bother with any quotes. Just go to site and read in strong bad voice. Strong bad. Science confirms that forgetting things is actually a sign of very high intelligence. There's actually no link to the actual study in here. Uh, there's no actual information in here. There's no real English in here. I don't know what the fuck this is. Dude, okay, okay, here we go. I'm uh, uh, open image in new tab. Let's see here. Okay, the physics and astronomy zone, home of the latest discoveries, common knowledge, no comma, and wisdom, no period. Okay, where there, there's a winner here. Uh, what's really great about this is when you go to the website, obviously a WordPress site. Uh, the logo is very small in the top corner, so you can barely read it, but you have to right click on it and you can expand it, and then you'll see it in all its glory. And there's a really weird background tile that looks to be maybe Hong Kong. I don't know where exactly this might be Sao Paulo. I, oh, it can make it bigger. Uh, who knows where the hell that's at? This is some prime, prime website building here, Brian. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why you don't believe this. Why, why you don't it, believe it, this guy? It does make me question which friends of mine posted this link because obviously they just read the headline and posted it and didn't bother checking it out. I do like one of the comments made. Someone also forgot to include links to original studies or traceable citations, making this a non-compelling piece. However, it does a great job pegging the irony meter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Thailand bombs the country with tree seeds. Uh, scientists at CERN may have uh, detected a new ghost particle. Um, it, this looks like something that would be on the screen on Mulder's computer uh, and an over-the-shoulder <laughs> shot on the X-Files. Right. Yeah, this is good. good this stuff. is really good. I, I highly recommend, Brian, that you uh, go get this banner and uh, we make a grumpy old geeks version of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Security? Ha! We are back this week with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, before we get into things, uh, if you'll allow me, if you'll indulge me, uh, over on Caveat, Ben and I did a special episode just talking about Apple's whole CSAM thing. Uh, uh-huh. So if that's a conversation that interests you, and or if you haven't checked out Caveat yet, that's a good place to uh, to check it out. And uh, I'm particularly pleased with how the show turned out. So uh, yeah, give it a listen. All right. I won't ask for any spoilers. <laughs> don't tell me how it ends yeah. <laughs> uh, we, well we don't really know yet do we <laughs> we do not no. we shall see <laughs> more to come stay tuned but, time uh, will tell s- yes. speaking of endings of a sort did you uh, finish the bad batch Dave it has come to its first season conclusion no okay no um, well, let me ruin it for you no <laughs> well so <laughs> we sampled the first episode of the bad batch and then we bailed on it and went back to um, Clone Wars. Uh, and we've been going through Clone Wars using um, someone's guide to, you know, the, the the episodes of Clone Wars that are worth your time, basically. Right. <laughs> that sort of list. Well, can you uh, please so we've been making our can way. Can you put that in the show notes? Because I kind of want to watch the Clone Wars, <laughs> but I don't want to watch all of it. 
Yeah, I'll I'll add, Jack is the my son Jack is the one who manages the list, so I'll ask him for a link and I'll I'll send that along. But it means it's great because it means we're skipping four or five episodes at a time where evidently nothing happens. Ah, filler. And um, yeah, which I, the the Clone Wars seems to be full of. Um, yes. And I guess that's a show where you know. It's a problem with these prequel shows where you know there are going to be no consequences for any of the characters because they have to survive to be in the big blockbuster movie that that we know <laughs> happened, right? Yeah. But uh, anyway, long story uh, to say that we checked out the first episode of The Bad Batch and, and kind of went, eh, okay. Uh, so I think we will probably get back to it when we make our way through Clone Wars. Um, but we were kind of... Bad Batch didn't uh, blow us away with that first episode. So how how has the rest of it been? It didn't blow us away all the way yeah. through. Uh, it seems okay. like they're setting them. <laughs> it seems like they're setting themselves up for a much more interesting second season. I found myself as I continued to watch, liking the characters more. They actually spent a little time doing some character development, oh. but it's no Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And and it seems like those I, – I, I think we discussed this, that the one of the shortcomings of the animated versions of the Star Wars universe is that they're quite often illustrated radio where the scripts are written in such a way where the visuals don't really matter much. You know, you say, yeah. oh, let me walk over to this door and open it. <laughs> you know. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> I got him. Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, Stormtroopers, sort of why can't I hit anything with this blasted phaser? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I get, so. oh, I'm sorry, I phaser, wrong wrong universe. This blasted blaster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. you're going to lose your uh, street cred there for Star Wars, Star Trek. It's funny you mention that, though, because that is like one of the bigger debates that's going on online right now, and they think they've solved it, the why can't Stormtroopers hit anything when the clone troopers <laughs> seem to, and that is that that is actually the almost canon reason that is being given out there is the the clone troopers were trained, you know, military clones, and they they were good shots, and that's why Obi Wan, like Ben Kenobi on Tatooine, thought that you know stormtroopers could actually shoot really well, and then you know they switched over to basically conscripted uh, conscripted military uh, with the Empire, and they're not as good as the clone troopers, and they can't hit shit. That that is basically <laughs> almost canon. I wonder if there's anything to uh, the change in helmet design that they actually have worse view out of the the later helmets than they did out of the clone helmets. Because if if you look at the the plastic part where you can see through, it's you have the two little portholes in the stormtrooper <laughs> helmet versus the long strip that wraps around the side in the Mandalorian helmet and the clone trooper helmet. I'm getting far too deep into this. I, I'm reasonably, <laughs> I'm reasonably sure it was meant to sell more merchandise, Dave. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the simple answer is it would be a really short series if they knew how to aim. You know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's yeah. True. Yes. Luke and Leia get shot down swinging over in the Death Star in the first movie. End of series. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. Well, not even that. <laughs> Leia gets shot on the tr on the the boat at the beginning. Boom. Done. Okay. Bob's your uncle. The, Let's go. <laughs> the boat. Definitely yeah. the wrong series. Ah. Uh, well, yes. you know. <laughs> I think of it as a lifeboat because that little ship that got sucked up into the Dubahiki. You know, it looked like a little lifeboat that she was on. I know it was an imperial. No, nah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you nerds? All right. <laughs> don't don't you don't you dare try to put us in a separate category from you. Don't you dare. How dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, you have offended my honor. Oh, my Jason day. storms I off say. to go look through his uh, Sandman comic books. Those stupid nerds. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh God. All right. Uh, I found this one from uh, Alexandria's Tech on Twitter, and it is a, uh, a Twitter thread. Here are some si beginner cybersecurity and information security resources that are free. And uh, people always ask us about these types of things, and it looked like a pretty decent list. So I tossed it in the show notes. So if you're one Excellent. of those folks trying to get into cybersecurity, go check them out because they're free. Free. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think it's also worth mentioning that cybersecurity is one of those areas where if you are self-taught, that does not necessarily put you out of the running for good, high-paying jobs. Oh, not you know, at all. I think yeah. there's a 
there's a tradition of respect for folks who came up that way. So mm-hmm. I, I guess my point is don't let that discourage you if there's so much available online that if you're one of those folks who can go out and, and be a self-starter and teach yourself a lot of this stuff – you could save yourself a lot of money by doing it that way and not going through the traditional ways. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, indeed. Brian and I are self-taught. We had long careers. It wasn't in cybersecurity, but we still used a keyboard to make money. So, <laughs> Right. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I put this video in here. Are you guys familiar with the series from Wired on the uh, five levels of difficulty where they have uh, an expert come in and explain some some topic of, of technical complexity and they start off by explaining it to uh, like a toddler? Yes. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we actually had, yeah, we had one of these on the show before I think you brought. I, I, remember I think we did. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. I think we did. Uh, I really enjoy that series, and they just released a new one. And uh, Brian, I put this in here for you specifically. <laughs> this is five levels of difficulty explaining machine learning, and it's quite good. Um, I would actually, I would actually really enjoy the video if it was somebody who kept saying AI and then getting slapped in the face <laughs> <laughs> with a, with a trout. Yeah. <laughs> bonk, bonk. What are those? Uh, Boxing gloves on a long spring. (laughs) Yes, they just go bonk, bonk. I'm sorry, machine learning. So as I was saying, artificial intelligence (laughs) smack. Bonk. Yeah. Um, But one of the things I like about this series is that even when you – because they start at such a low level, I find um, that with a lot of these technical things, when people take certain bits of information for granted – that it's easy to miss things. And mm-hmm. so I enjoy starting at the very low level because even in this one, there are little things that I picked up along the way that might not have been really solid, clear understandings that I had. And so coming through this way, I, I just find it's a really interesting and effective way to learn about this stuff. I, I enjoyed it very much. Cool. Well, Can we get, get them like, to do a version of vaccines? <laughs> or or Tesla auto auto drive yeah okay. uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure sure uh no uh, they're, they're actually, a good series Jason and it's will... always nice to go back because you build up certain preconceptions over the years and sometimes those are wrong and you can get them corrected very quickly when you watch these sorts of things yeah yeah Jason you should volunteer to do one about podcasting ah uh, no. <laughs> I don't volunteer for shit. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing you explaining podcasting to a toddler, and then, and then eventually just having a, a smackdown uh, brawl with whoever they bring in to be the so-called expert. Here, uh, here's the here's the video. Here, death here's with the opening Yeti. ten seconds of the video that gets cut immediately. Uh, Jason sitting across from a five year old. Fuck Gimlet. <laughs> Right, right. No, right. no, Beep. no. Take two. <laughs> Listen, you little oh. shit. It's called mic technique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're on Spotify, your... you're not a podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Where are your headphones? <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> we do have a little security for fun now. Now I'm kind of <laughs> good. Can someone loan me a toddler, please? Uh, yeah, mine you is could just predisposed. Use, you could just use bammers and, and uh, <laughs> to have them sitting in the other seat, you know. That would actually be quite funny. I would watch that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So around 38 million records from north of a thousand web apps that use Microsoft's Power Apps Portals platform, I say that five times fast, were mm-hmm. left exposed online according to researchers. This is said to have included data from COVID-19 contact tracing efforts. Well, at least finally somebody gets to look at it. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> vaccine registrations and employee databases such as home addresses, phone numbers, social security numbers, and vaccination statuses. Data from some large companies and institutions were exposed, including American Airlines, Ford, the Indiana Department of Health, and New York City Public Schools. The vulnerability has mostly been resolved, except mostly. of course this data is probably out there now. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft provided a statement. Our products provide customers flexibility and privacy features designs. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, what you end up finding out is much like Amazon Web Servers, they left the default to not protected. And you're supposed right. to switch it on yourself. Yeah, that works. Yes. And uh, <laughs> well, I think the good outcome of this is that Microsoft is changing that. They are yes. they are no they're no longer <laughs> going to have it default to having everything open to the wind. 
Um, and they've also released a tool where you can scan your own uh, instances here to see if they are vulnerable. So, yep. So, pretty decent response from Microsoft, but it's sort of you know, the horse is out of the barn. Yeah. Uh, this next story I put in here. Uh, this is uh, about a, sort of a follow up on the Poly Network hack. Uh, that was uh, the guy who they're referring to as Mr. White Hat. We talked about this at the than... top of the show, yes. So, oh, yeah. did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. so, so, give us some, give us some more deets, Dave. Well, deets, all the Dave, money's that's your new. Uh, all handle. the money's been returned. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only did the thief return the six hundred million dollars, uh, the thief returned the five hundred thousand dollar bounty. That they received from Poly Network. So, okay, hmm, returned yeah. the reward. Right. Return the reward, not just the money. So because, yeah, we were talking about this at the beginning of the show, saying that he got six hundred and ten million and he returned six hundred and ten million, but he should have kept one for the bug bounty. But apparently they gave him half a mil for the bug bounty. And he said, no, thanks. Now, that's interesting. That's very interesting because (laughs) for one simple reason, somebody's got to cash that check. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then they'll know where to find Mr. White Hat. Mr. White Hat with Mr. Brown shorts, because I'm sure he's somewhere <laughs> shitting his pants right now. <laughs> well, and that I mean that's and that's the really the interesting part of this story, isn't it? That mm-hmm. uh what's going on behind the scenes here? Is this person have has the heat been put on this person from whatever powers that be to <laughs> say, <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, right. I had a frog in my throat. <laughs> uh, knock it off, give the money back, and uh, go away and don't ever come back, or who knows to what degree. But it, it sure seems like that, that uh, this person was under some pressure because, uh, I, I mean, to give back the – well, it's also – it also makes me wonder if this person gave back half a million dollar bounty, is that chump change for them? Could be. Yeah, which I mean, if you if that's chump change, why are you doing this for why aren't you just on an island sipping Mai Tais? I, I don't quite understand. So yeah. Um okay. Right. Well you have to yeah. go to an island that doesn't have an extradition agreement with the United States. That's the well, tricky th- part. There's plenty of those. <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I thought this is I, – earlier today I hadn't seen the news about him returning the bounty that, or even that he had gotten the bounties or he, or she. We should always say or, or they, she, or they yep. or whatever yep. pronouns anybody's using these days. So I'm betting this yeah, is a group. That's, that's why I'm saying they. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a trans person. I'm just thinking this is a group, not an individual. Mm. Right. I think that's right. My 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 suspicion is that this was – Another one of those things that got a little bit out of control. Somebody was using some automation, mm-hmm. uh, found themselves with more than they had. Holy shit, for. we have $610 million. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we got ourselves in a little a little four next loop that got out of control here. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, th- I, think, uh, I think of that scene in Hackers are like, <laughs> you hacked a bank across state lines. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Joey, yeah. Joey, Joey, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um I just I, I really know. want the real story on this. I I really want to find the real story on this because you know it is so much more interesting than anything we can come up with. Yeah, could be. I doubt we'll ever ever hear it though, but who knows? Maybe maybe some someone's memoir someday will uh, give us the real story after someone retires when we're all old and gray or older and grayer, <laughs> I guess is the way to say it. Yeah, I would think about that um, if it was a spy story, but I think I think this will probably come out sooner than later because somebody's going to fuck up. You know, mm, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this if this person was smart enough to get this money out, then they're smart enough to do something else dumb. That's the thing about hackers; they're very smart and they do dumb things. So lazy is also a big part of it. So um, yeah, yeah, right, right. Not a whole lot of discipline there. Mm-hmm. Not not from yeah, not from the Russians anyway. It's interesting. <laughs> so this next story I put in here, uh, there's a new zero-click iPhone exploit being used Yay. to deploy NSO spyware. Uh, All right. This is f- uh, report over on Bleeping Computer um, found uh, actually two different um, zero days that have been found. Uh, this one is an a iMessage exploit. Um, what's 
most interesting about this is Apple seems to be saying, yeah, iOS 15 is right around the corner, so... Don't click Hang anything for just a little bit. <laughs> right. Please right. don't click. <laughs> yeah. You might want to put so... your phone down until we release that. Yeah. <laughs> but the, this is a zero-click uh, vulnerability, so this All is, right. you know, yep. the, no clicking required for this one. Um, so they, Apple seems to be signaling that iOS 15 will take care of this, or I suppose another way to say it is that if, when, if, and when a fix comes for this, it will be in iOS 15. Um, that's not a sure thing. It's possible they could come out with something in the next few days. They're going to have to back patch 14 because 14 is going to be out for a while. They can't just leave that out there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, it's interesting that these are still coming and... I think everybody's looking at Messenger now because of that's. I mean, that's where all these bugs are coming from lately. Seems right. so, to be. Yeah, so everybody's like kind that. of like focused in on like, oh well, the Messenger guys weren't very tidy. Let's see what else we can find. <laughs> Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And how much of it is uh, their own, as you say, tidiness, or just how big a surface area is Messenger to begin with? Exactly. The answer to that, but I, I, yeah, 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 but they're having a lot of success over there. So it's got to be an interesting team to be on at Apple right now. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would imagine we're going to need you guys to come into the office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen uh, about those weekend plans. Yeah, you know? Did you get those TPS yeah. reports done. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and finally, I just put this in here for you, Jason. This came across on Twitter, and I couldn't resist. This is a scholarly uh, publication. Looks like someone's uh, PhD publication. It's called Skateboard Tricks and Topological Flips. Yes, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> and it is a a formal explanation for how basically how skateboard tricks work. And uh, my understanding from this is that there uh, there are Physics. only four. F- yeah, that that it is yeah. it is uh, a, a skateboard tricks are a combination of some very basic building blocks. Now I'm not a skateboarder, so maybe Jason, you're going to say, "Well, duh." No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm very intrigued here. Okay, all right. So tell tell me tell me more about it. One of the comments in the Twitter thread was that it seems like maybe this was written by someone who is not as good a skateboarder as the rest of his or her buddies. <laughs> so they wrote this as, as just a, a bitter way of, of dismissing them. Uh, they, they did a whole <laughs> PhD dissertation to dismiss them out of bitterness because <laughs> he was jealous of those friends that could do more tricks than, than he or she did. So <laughs> Very well. Could be possible. Could be possible. I'm yeah. trying to get some of the gifts to load here. They've, they've actually... Uh, animated some of the uh the mathematical formulas here and uh yeah uh yeah there's only so many ways you can flip a plank you know so it really is only so many ways you can flip a plank with your feet right but by but if you if you understand these mathematical formulas behind what's going on will that make you a better skateboarder hell no no <laughs> busting your ass for years is what makes you a better skateboarder okay i'm sorry yeah. it took me yeah. 6 years to land a tray flip so yeah i know how hard this stuff is it's not you just okay i, I can't sit there and go i can't uh, was it a beautiful i can't beautiful mind my way into <laughs> You know, a double kickflip grind down the stairs. You, you can't just right. think about it and just do it. Well, I was thinking like the, the 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 class I took in college on the physics of light that was all about lenses and that sort of thing. That that understanding all of that did make me a better cameraman back when I was a, a TV cameraman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was my line of thinking for this. But that that really was more of a understanding the the underlying uh, principles here rather than anything requiring any sort of athleticism, which skateboarding requires. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're, you're talking about apples and, and uh, bricks here. It's like totally yeah. different, uh, totally different realms. But uh, it's funny. It's cute. It's cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, you know, it, it, this this actually the, these formulas are probably pretty good for video game developers who want to mm. to do, to use these formulas for the actual flip tricks. But 
you know, you can just stick a couple of motion sensors on a board and let a 15 year old go out and do every trick known to man, which they can all do now. And uh, you got your mm-hmm. data right there. You don't even need to bother with it. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It you know, cute. that's an interesting question, Jason, because so as someone who grew up skateboarding, when you look at the things that the kids are doing today, <laughs> is is it amazing to you the things that they can do? Uh, it, it's it's flat out incredible. And you know, we have one single uh, uh, reason why these kids can do this stuff nowadays, and it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater, because huh. there there are so many amazing tricks that these kids are doing that you could never even fathom doing until you started playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And then that showed people in their mind's <clears throat> eye that these things can be done. It and is so they possible. went out and yes. did it. And, you know, it, it's like the the four minute mile. You know, it is just like the four minute mile. Once somebody sees something, somebody do it, even though it's a video game, you can figure out how to do it. And, you know, yeah. just with a lot of time, a lot of practice, a lot of falls, a lot of bruises and a lot of broken See, bones. A lot of, con- a lot of concussions. <laughs> I, I never got I never got concussed. I got a lot of broken bones and bruises and things like that from skateboarding, but I never got concussed, yeah. surprisingly. Um but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, well, I, I the, think that's the equipment the... is also so much better too. No, it's not. Let's, let's no, not right. completely no, discount no, that. No, it's the same. Okay, now Jason's going to tell me it's the same. <laughs> here's here's, <laughs> here's what they're skate- made out of completely different materials. No, now they're come on. no, they're not. They're wood. There's they're, they're exactly the same. All they've done now is they've lowered. The, they've taken out the risers that we used to have. Uh, the basically the trucks use smaller wheels and but the the bearings are the same. The wheels are still urethane. The trucks are exactly the same. Uh, they've just kind of uh, scientifically made the boards a little bit smaller and uh, the the so nose you're and saying the tail. they're different. No, no, no. It's exactly the same <laughs> they're, board. They're though. Exactly the same, except, except for all the for changes these things. That they made. But they, no, 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 no. But they're pieces of wood with fucking metal and wheels on them. It's not like they made them out of space. Well, I didn't say shit. they made them into spheres, Jason. <laughs> Jesus. No. Well, let me let me let me just change. Let me let me inter, uh, interject here, which I'm sh- and cause. Uh, uh, much uh, consternation by bring by coming t- to this from my position as a rollerblader, which I know you skateboarders love. Oh, uh, oh Dave! <laughs> so having come up during the rise of rollerblading, right when it when it was you know the hottest thing back in the eighties, uh, and the reason the reason I asked this question was because when I look at the things the kids are doing on rollerblades today. Particularly, you know, just like going down sets of stairs backwards at incredibly high rates of speed, uh, just things that, as you say, I never would have imagined trying. Well, to to skateboarding's Tony Hawk, there was Xanadu for you, Dave. (laughs) There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. There was, there was, no, there was Bladen. The movie was actually called Bladen. Yeah, try doing that without lacing up your blades. That's what skateboarding's like. No, I know what you're talking about, though, Dave, because I remember people that were rollerblading and things of that nature when I I was a kid. And then obviously living in Santa Monica and being right off the the beach path and the boardwalk there, people are nuts. Like, they're doing crazy-ass stuff on those things now. Yeah, yeah. Mm, These kids today. (sighs) Kids today. I tell Mm -hmm. you. Get a Mm -hmm. skateboard. Can't believe you are a blader, Dave. I just lost so much respect for you. It's not cool. No, no, no. <laughs> oh God. No, 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 no. Next thing I know, you're going to be saying that you, you like the prequels. That's, that's what's coming next? <laughs> Padme is so much better than Leia. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a case to be made for that. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. All righty then. Misa, see you guys next week. Uh, I'm going to go hop on my skateboard that was just manufactured yesterday, but is absolutely the same as one made in 1980. It's pretty much, yeah. Unless unless you have a banana board from this made out of plastic, the wood is exactly the same. Seven ply, trucks are the same, wheels are the same, bearings are the same, just a little bit different shape. And you can still ride the same board. Doesn't matter. Still do the same tricks. Just saying. Someday you'll have to explain them to me because I I really do not understand skateboard tricks. Like just the physics of it eludes me. Well, the things. Luckily, there is a Twitter feed that you yourself put in here, which explains that to you. 
<laughs> I was trying to put out a, a little bit of an olive branch there, Brian. So thanks. I was going to say, Dave, next time you're in town, you can come and ride my board and I will show you how it's done. And I will take you mm-hmm. step by step. I will show you the five levels of skateboarding. I would like a video of this, and then, but I also, Jason, then want you and Rollerblades going along with him. I can't. There you I, go. I would try it. I would absolutely do that for the video, but my my leg is broken, and I can't stand up on it anymore. So mm. if, we can, if, if I can do it with one foot in a Rollerblade and push with the other foot, I'm in. <laughs> we'll get you a ski pole. <laughs> exactly. I can do it. I can do it one-legged. Uh, I think I would enjoy a longboard. I think that would be fun for me or more fun i just worry about those little wheels and just i this because for me like the skateboard just stops out from under you and then you're flying forward see that that depends on the softness and hardness of the wheels so for street riding you have softer you get like 80 85 a wheels which suck up the rocks uh but are stickier so our friend david teeter who got a long board for his 50th birthday and then went barreling down a street and dislocated both of his arms (laughs) On his inaugural day. Yeah, you don't want to do that, but you're in Maryland, so there's not that many hills, so a longboard would be fine for you. But you have hard wheels when you're on ramps and riding pools because they're faster. Yeah. And these are not new technologies, Brian. These are not new. These are these are old. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get out of here. Fuck this noise. Yeah, enough is enough. <laughs> we can agree, we can agree to hate each other. It's fine. All right. <laughs> I love Dave, I love you. I love you too. Now, we just got to find out, like, I feel like Brian's holding back on us. Like, he had some secret 80s hobby that he's just, he's just not, hasn't mentioned yet. But yeah, very, trying to bang shameful. girls at Disneyland was his 80s hobby. We all know that. Not, right, not trying, right, succeeding. Not trying. Succeeding, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. That's why it's called the happiest <laughs> yeah. place on earth. Uh-huh. Was for me. Right. Christening <laughs> the haunted mansion. Many times. They didn't call it the people maker for nothing. <laughs> Over at Patreon, Martin has upped his pledge. Thank you very much. Thank you. And over at PayPal, we've got Michael, John, Andrew, Tom, Joseph, John, Andre, and Mark. Thank you. And we got no tip jars this week, people. What's going on? We did get a five-star rating from Belgium, though, from Q3671. I love the show. And uh, then I had to Google Translate it. It comes out to, the geeks are witty and funny. I can't live without. Yes, the geeks jin vegat in grapping ik kan gin zonda. I don't know All if right. that was close or not, but I'm giving it a shot. <laughs> Sounded better in the original Dutch. It did probably because I no, I did it a little more German, I guess. Yeah. The geeks jin vegat de grappen in kan gin zonda. Full stop. We took over Belgium and the language. Too soon. Too soon. I know. And then I I broke into Arnold, who's Austrian. I don't even know where it's going today. Brian, can we put a fucking bow on this? Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. If you can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies, we'd appreciate it. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for the episode are at GOG.show slash 519. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Foof star! Stay grumpy stein! <laughs> <laughs>